You're listening to the program Youth Assembly on Click Niger Internet Radio, a conversation amongst young people about trending, topical, and political issues that concern the youth. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch us live on Click Niger. Welcome to Youth Assembly. My name is Sylvia Ishebe, and yes, it's the ninth day of March 2021. Today, we are looking at how can Nigeria effectively distribute the COVID 19 vaccine. The wait, as I said earlier, is over, and the vaccine is here. I mean, some part of it. Okay, so 4 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine arrived on Tuesday, the 2nd of March, 2021 in Nigeria. And some of the top officials of Nigeria are already getting the vaccine. The president and the vice president got the vaccine vaccine on Saturday. Some frontline workers got theirs. And um, yesterday we saw the members of the uh, presidential tax force also getting their vaccines. Today, hopefully, the governors get theirs. Well, except for one who is saying we're not getting the Kogi State Governor. But today we answer all of the questions we have about the vaccine. So feel free to connect and ask your questions. And uh, today I'm not the one answering the questions, but I have with me uh, Mr. Ale Adiame, who is uh, public health practitioner. Welcome, Mr. Ale. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So how do I begin? Have you had, have you registered for the vaccine or have you been vaccinated already? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually registered for the vaccine yesterday. So yeah. Oh. Um, I'm to receive my, um, I think the 26th. Yes. So I'll be getting mine on the 26th. All right. Walk us through um, the registration process. How was it for you? Was it easy? What website did you go to? And how can Nigeria key in and get theirs also? Well, um, I think I would like to say that um, the COVID-19 process for Nigeria has been very, very easy and seamless. Even right from the time of um, trying to register for testing was very easy. Um, I remember when um, I went for my test, I didn't spend up to 15 minutes there. And the same thing happened yesterday with um, trying to register for the vaccine. It was, I think it was about in five minutes I was done and I, the information that was required was not really so much. You didn't have to start looking for some documents before you get the information to register. It was very easy. And um, the response to the registration too was also um, as quick as can, should be. Oh, um, theories that we are hearing from here and there. What do you make of these claims by some Nigerians and the reluctance to even take the vaccine? Oops, please, I didn't get your question. Could you come again, please? Okay, so uh, you've registered and you're willing to take the vaccine, but we have some Nigerians yeah. who are saying, I am not going to take this vaccine. I am not guinea pig. Uh, I cannot, uh, I have to wait for some time and see how other people who have taken it react before taking the vaccine. How do you react to this claim? Uh, is it a valid claim or should Nigerians not be scared of anything and just go ahead and register? Well, you know, as with anything new, people would always be skeptical as to um, trying or something new, you get you know, change comes with um, a lot of skepticism, and um, the fact that this is a new vaccine and um, it has only done, gone through human trials, people are still very very worried as to whether they are going to have um, side effects to it and all. Um, for example, concerns over the safety of the vaccine was really high as of yesterday. In countries like um, Russia, we heard that uh, one person died. Uh, Austria, I mean. One person died, and then um, so one other two got um, ill. 
after taking yeah, the vaccine. Yeah, they had to discontinue. Yeah. Austria had to discontinue the vaccine. Yes, Austria, Austria discontinued the vaccine, exactly. Um, it was said that a 49-year-old woman died as a result of severe coagulation disorders. And um, they are trying to find out whether it's actually related to the vaccine or maybe she had under, other underlying conditions too. Then there was also a 35-year-old woman who developed um, pulmonary embolism, but she's now mm -hmm. in recovery stage though. So the, all these news would definitely make people worried and um, skeptical as to taking the vaccine. But um, experts in Nigeria have said that we should not be, we should not be worried huh? because a lot of people really do need this vaccine. And if you consider it, if one person is maybe because of their um, underlying conditions dies from the vaccine, does not um, negate all the other people who are actually dying from the COVID-19 virus itself. You understand? So um, it is just to work on the vaccine to make sure that those people in that particular um, that particular ratio that have been affected by the vaccine are not affected anymore. You get so well, the, larger, the larger population that will benefit from the vaccine should not be hindered because of a particular set people that have been affected. When you say, by it. When you say maybe more time is needed to work on the vaccine, people will mm -hmm. maybe get scared by, by that statement. I mean, if you say well, that means enough work hasn't been done on the vaccine uh, before it was rolled out, <laughs> what do you think? Well, you know, human, you know, the thing with um, human trials is that. You try to get mm -hmm. as many people as you can from different walks of life. You get and okay. people that have different um, health conditions, so that you would see the effect of the vaccine on a very diverse uh, number of people. But as it is, you sometimes you might not get a representation of everybody, so it might still react differently on some people. You understand? So that is why um, while while the vaccine has been uh, given an okay to be distributed, it is still not wrong to notice the things that are happening to people in a particular ratio and still work on it. Which brings me to the uh, people um, willing or who are supposed to take this vaccine. I mean, they yeah. said uh, people from the ages of 18 years and above can take the yeah. vaccine, adults. But when it comes to pregnant women, there are questions concerned questions, I, I must say, uh, people are raising and saying, can pregnant women take it? With the side reaction, the side effects we're seeing from Austria and from some people from around the world, uh, women yeah. women who are pregnant, are they eligible to take this? Is it okay for them? Well, um, I think uh, women who are pregnant are very delicate. Yeah? So um, even when you are pregnant, they're even told as, as little as paracetamol or panadol, you shouldn't take because whatever you take is affecting the child. And the fact that the baby is being formed at that point, um, mm -hmm. it can affect the baby. It leads to malformations, leads to people having um, some some kids may not have limbs and just affects them in different ways, you understand? So because of that, I think it is very important to talk to your medical um, practitioner, talk to your doctor before you take a vaccine, especially when you are pregnant. Mm -hmm. So seek medical advice here, yeah, I'll say that. 
All right. Okay. So since the presidential tax force have taken, um, the president, of course, and the vice president have taken, the, the governors are taking today, the way that they are taking these vaccines with the top people uh, taking it first, do you think um, it is if it's going to be okay or effective enough uh, or satisfactory to apply this truth of taking the vaccine starting from the top and then down to the bottom maybe? Yes, why uh, that is very essential is because um, people would, like I said, we talked about the skepticism of people not taking it. So when you see someone like a big figure, like maybe the president, governors, you know, the minister of health, people in high places, people, respectable people taking these vaccines, people in the, um, the masses, the populace would definitely want to take the vaccine because they know that this is something that is tested and trusted. They would not want to take, uh, people in such places would not take something that would adversely affect them. So it is definitely important for people who are public figures to be the ones to take this vaccine first so that they would show others that it is okay to take this vaccine. So the president, the uh, members of the presidential tax force that took it yesterday, I think that is a good move. Okay, but well, are you satisfied with the order of distribution of the vaccine? Ogun State got theirs and Kano State has gotten theirs um, of the vaccine. So is this a, a, a good way to go about it or should a 36 state get at the same time? And how is it even um, in terms of distribution now? How can Nigeria effectively distribute so that everybody in every corner of the country gets their own vaccine? Okay, um, first of all, I think um, for... For distribution, um, I don't know if you saw the news where it was said that about um, 10, was it 10 billion that was going to be used to distribute it and um, eventually some in the government came to debunk that statement that um, it was wrong, that that's not the amount you are going to use. Um, a lot, when it comes to vaccines, vaccines have viability. So it is very important for the cold chain to be maintained throughout the time the vaccine is being transported. So it actually takes cost a lot to transport vaccines from one place to another and still maintain their viability, especially across states. And not just to the state capitals, but also to the rural areas where people are living, you understand? So um, it is important that the way in which these vaccines will be transported, even when they get to the states, should be um, fashioned out so that the vaccines don't eventually waste. Because if they have been stored for too long, and the uh, viability is not maintained, they would eventually get um, useless, as it, as it were. So um, I think that distributing these vaccines and making sure that the people that need them, people most at risk that need them, like um, health workers who are the frontliners, like um, old people who have underlying conditions, these are people that should get these vaccines first before other members of the society, so that the um, effectiveness of the vaccine can actually be seen. Okay, Mr. Ale. Yeah, okay. All right, but the way that they're distributing this thing, now now yeah. Ogun State got 100,000 uh, vaccine yeah. as the first state to get there. Yeah. So this states in Nigeria, are they really ready? Now with the logistic issue that you've described, um, transporting yeah. vaccine is quite expensive. How do you think yeah. that this challenge of lack of, lack of storage in some uh, places can be tackled or addressed so that uh, people or states get theirs? 
Okay, um, I, th I think before now, this all this should have been put in place because the knowledge mm -hmm. that these vaccines were coming did not just happen today or yesterday. We knew that COVID-19 has stayed for a long time, way over a year now. And yeah, as it is, we know that a vaccine has been in the works. So the fact that this vaccine has eventually come to Nigeria is a good thing. So before now, the Nigerian, um, the MPHCDA, um, the NCDC, all these people should have worked to make sure that storage facilities are in place, um, logistic facilities are in place in order to get these vaccines um, viable to the people that actually need them. So I think states, there, there's nothing wrong if states actually um, look into, before they receive this vaccine, look into storage facilities, look into training the people that are going to give these vaccines out, even the transportation of the vaccines, the people that are going to take them from one uh, community to the other should also um, be worked on. Then I think um, the media, like we are doing now, media, civil society organizations, healthcare advocates, and even other key stakeholders in the health sector should support the efforts of the government in sensitization because it is one thing for the vaccine to be available and another thing for people to actually take them when it eventually gets to them. So um, sensitization and mobilization of the public for acceptance and uptake of the vaccine is also very important. All right, um, I'll get Dr. Kashmir Ifani join us shortly. Doctor, uh, when you're ready, you let me know, and I'll introduce you to the screen and the people can hear you. But before we go on, we want this session to be interactive. We'd like to um, hear from you. If you have registered for the vaccine, tell us. And why you registered? And if you're not going to register, why are you not registering? This is a serious issue. COVID is real, and it has killed a lot of Nigerians, and is still ravaging the nation. We would love to hear from you. Always, how you think Nigerians can effectively distribute the COVID-19 vaccines as we move on? Okay, so, um, Mr. Ale, before I introduce yeah. Dr. Kashmir, as he gets ready, yeah. uh, the federal government says uh, they're targeting 70% of the population by 2022 and uh, 80 million this year. So do you think this is a yeah. poor projection compared to other countries looking at uh, um, the United States vaccinating 30 million of their population already? And by the end of May, they are looking to vaccinate every adult in their country. What do you think about Nigeria's projection? Well, I don't think it's poor. I think it's realistic because of the facilities we have on ground. The, the, we have we really do not have the kind of facilities, the kind of systems that countries like um, developed countries like America, the UK have. So it's definitely important for us to, like they say, cut your coat according to your cloth. You get so it is important for us to be realistic about the expectations that we have as to vaccine distribution. And um, I, th um, I think that the vaccine going first to states that have a high burden of COVID-19 cases is very important because that is where we'll be able to address this and get the vaccine to those that are actually affected. So um, states like the um, uh, FCT, states like Lagos, Ogun, places where we know that COVID-19 virus is actually becoming a very, very, um, the, the spread is really high. We want to make sure that they get this on time and people are actually vaccinated. Okay, is that, are you saying that that was what informed 
or you think that was what informed the decision of the distribution so far to Ogun State? Yes, I think. How about yeah, Lagos? We have to hear from Lagos. Getting the yeah, I don't, I, yeah, but I think Lagos should get in the next few days because they have the almost the highest burden. So it is very very important that these states with the highest burden get it. Not not neglecting the other states too, but you know once you are able to um, give people in the like some sort of like the epicenter where the virus is, it's you stop the spread to other places. So um, I think yes, even within the states that have the virus um, like in high proportions, we still need to make sure that it is the population that are actually at risk. The health workers who are frontliners, then the um, old people who have underlying conditions should be the ones to take it first. Okay, so people who are supposed to lead by example, like the president and the vice president and some governors and even the PTF, uh, we're seeing the re reports coming from Kogi State saying that the governor of Kogi State won't be taking the vaccine, that, that the Kogi people are not guinea pigs. So uh, what do you make of this coming from a top official like that? Well, for me, um, I would like to say I'm sad because it's it shouldn't be something coming from the governor of his state especially owing to the fact that covid 19 is not a myth it is a reality people are being affected even at the time there was a time i think he also mentioned the fact that this uh, testing was also not going to be done in kogi so you know all this these things is the, he's also fueling the myth the um con misconceptions that people have especially people in his state have about the virus and that shouldn't be the case as a public figure as someone who is leading the state he should be um, owning to this to the fact that covid 19 is real and people should take preventive measures you know using a face mask and all that but even while we are encouraging for that he was not doing that and also the uh, now that the vaccine has come it should encourage his people to take it he's saying this is sending the wrong message to his people and eventually increasing the burden of COVID-19 in his state and the, the national um, data, as it were. I mean, if you look at Kogi State, it looks as if uh, something uh, is going right there. I mean, even the number of COVID-19 cases is not even uh, much compared to other states. And now with this, this um, stance that they're not taking the vaccine, and um, what do you think um, what the government needs to be do needs to do at this point to make the people take the vaccine? Okay, well, um, the the fact that the the numbers coming from Kogi may might not be high, it's not as a result of the fact that they uh, don't have it, but it's as a result of the fact that testing is not being done. You get because the government governor has already told them that it's okay that they don't have COVID in their state. But forgetting the fact that Kogi is a state that people pass through. If you're going to um, the east, you pass through Kogi. If you're going to the west, you pass through Lokoja. You get. So the fact that people even stop there to uh, do business, people stop there to lay over before they move on to wherever destination they are going, making Kogi state a high-risk state. So it is important, therefore, for the government to um, work on how to disseminate information about the vaccine, about the virus, and make sure that people um, take this take this vaccine. Um, people like the stakeholders, especially the local stakeholders, village heads, um, even 
people that are in the public health sphere when it comes to the state should be the ones to champion this go to the vaccine and the testing so that people when people see just like we're doing with the um vaccine now that the president is the one taking first people in notable places are the ones taking it first so if the governor is not doing what he should do then people in the local in the local arena people that are um, stakeholders as it were should be the ones that the government should use to make sure that this this vaccine gets to the people and um, you dispel the fears the anxiety that people have towards the vaccine all right at this point i'll introduce dr kasmir if i welcome doctor all right, yeah, good day. Yes. Yes. Um, Paul. Good morning. Good to have you. Uh, am I uh, am I on and Yes, you're clear, but we can't see your face, yeah, but good we morning. can't hear you. So Dr. Kasmai is a public health expert and also a molecular check well whether I can see me now. Yes, I can see you. Yes, we can. Better. All right. Okay. What is your take on, on, on what we've discussed so far? The distribution of the vaccine. How do you think the government can effectively distribute the vaccine to all Nigerians so that all Nigerians get it? Well, um, my candid take is that uh, so far, so good. Uh, the PTF COVID and the MPHCDA and the Federal Ministry of Health, they are doing um, a yeoman's job. What they've done so far is quite commendable. Um, and uh, the protocol, the teach protocol that uh, had been developed and deployed for the rollout of the vaccine, um, it's uh, uh, performing uh, creditably. Uh, we only need to uh, improve in um, very few areas. And uh, we also would need to ensure uh, strict compliance with the set guideline. Um, the way we had started in confidence building, in attempting to end the trust of the public by starting with um, the president, the vice president, taking the vaccine in the full glare mm -hmm. of the public via camera. It's um, the way to go. The reason is that before now, we have had huge trust deficit between the populace and uh, the managers of the COVID pandemic response in Nigeria. Uh, and so uh, now that the vaccines are here, it affords us an opportunity to regain the lost confidence. It affords us opportunity to end the trust of the people going forward on how to uh, eventually uh, come back and uh, get out of the pandemic together uh, with other parts of the world. Okay, so we have comments already coming from um, some viewers. Ada, thank you for your comment. Ada Salah says, is there any proof that if this vaccine would prevent you from either getting it or being a carrier? How long has this vaccine been proof tested? How confident are we of the authorities' assertion of this of its efficiency and the safety? What protection do we have in case of withdrawal symptoms? There are too many controversies surrounding this vaccine. Doctor, what do you make of the controversies and the questions she has? Um, now, yes, I am a scientist. I, I am a scientist. And uh, science is about empirical data and empirical evidence. In science, we do not speculate. 
-hmm. we do not speculate. And so within the limits of available knowledge, I must also say that Nigeria is not the first country. Nigerians are not the first persons on the planet Earth to receive this vaccine. And so we've beat the Shakespearean covet of being not the first on whom the new is tried. We have countries like Israel that had almost vaccinated a total of its population. We do know that Israel is a very highly conservative nation. And for Israel to have embraced the use of the vaccine, it simply means that it had met all tenets of scientific consideration. Now, Israel is the lead country across the globe to have vaccinated more than 80% of its population. They have therefore uh, most probably achieved the requisite herd immunity to wage the pandemic. And for which reason they are considering a total ease lockdown. But responding to the comment you just read, the truth is this. The fact that you are taking the vaccine do not mean that you, you now have a reprieve from compliance with the non-pharmaceutical interventions. No. The fact that you are taking the vaccine do also not mean that you are not vulnerable to being infected with the, uh, the virus. So taking the vaccine, the whole essence is for us to drive at attaining herd immunity across the globe by quickly getting countries to vaccinate 70 or more percent of their population. That will help us. Now, why I have followed this part is that you would have noted that some personalities in the country had recurrent infections with the virus, like the governor of Kaduna State, who had been in and out about three times. Now, if you are exposed to the virus, ordinarily, your body is supposed to have built immunity against subsequent infection. But because immune response to COVID virus is very tangent, it gets eliminated in days. People are all still vulnerable even after they had had the first infection. So what we're doing is we are putting an attenuated form of the virus in your system to activate immune response and not to give you infection. But by and large, what it does is that that immune pool that we require across the globe, the vaccine should be able to give it to us. Now, we are learning with this vaccine. There has not been any record of its use other than now that it is being used. But mm -hmm. you see, there's risk in not taking risk. The greatest form of risk in life is to be risk averse. So the risk we're taking is a collective one, is a guided risk, is a risk premised on empirical data, is a risk premised on scientific evidence. All right, doctor, if, if somebody who has gotten the virus uh, uh, three times, like you pointed out, the governor of Kaduna State, in and out of isolation and recovered, and somebody who is going to, the virus is going to be introduced in the system in the form of vaccine, getting their immune to respond, what is the difference here? And uh, yes. what, what does that say? You, you say? You're saying that the person can also get the, the, the COVID again after being vaccinated. In a layman's world, in a layman's word, mm -hmm. in a layman's word, if you take the vaccine and you therefore become careless, reckless, you discard the non-pharmaceutical interventions and you go, Which you become exposed, you can also become reinfected. Your, your, yes, wearing a face mask, 
washing of hands with soap under running water or the use of hand sanitizers when that is impracticable. Maintaining of, there are two things I have tried to converse in the last one week. Physical distancing, social distancing. In my own definition, I have insisted that social distancing simply means avoiding social gatherings, avoiding visits to places where you have crowd when they are not absolutely necessary. That for me is the social distancing. But physical distancing is the distance in physical terms between you and the next person when you eventually are out there or in a congregation. And if there's anything we must avoid until we put this pandemic relatively behind us, it's the idea of mass gathering. We are, we are people who are given to flocking and fellowship. But incidentally, the times we live in do not support much of that. Unfortunately, even though we are shouting COVID, COVID, COVID in Nigeria, if you go to worship places, if you go to schools, if you go to our markets, you, you, it's disheartening what you see people do. True. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. So people are not um, following the protocols at all. But we have another comment. And now I will also introduce Mr. Ale. Uh, and this... One says to effectively distribute, how do they distribute leper bill, ballot paper, polio vaccine? They know how to get to us if truly they want to work. Okay, so this is talking about distribution. Uh, I'll let you rest for now, doctor, but we'll come back to you. This is talking about distribution, Mr. Ali. And he's saying the way they distribute all the other things that it gets to the person in the remote area, leper bill and all of that, it should, the vaccine should also be able to get to the person in a village. But how do we see this happening, Mr. Ali? Yes, um, we, like you said, like this person is saying, we actually have systems in place to make sure that um, things Thank that so people much. need, yeah, so things that people actually need gets to them, you understand? So um, just like it was done with the polio vaccine, I think um, we, we had a very effective system when it came to um, distributing the polio vaccine. So I think that um, system is something we can leverage on now when it comes to our um, the COVID-19 vaccine. And um, we, like I said, with any vaccine, it is important to maintain the viability of the vaccine when you are transporting and distributing. Then another very important um, thing when it comes to distribution of vaccine is security because these vaccines would attract people. We attract people who want to sabotage the process and the system. So it is important to also make sure that security agencies are involved while these um, vaccines are being transported from place to place. And even those that are going about to vaccinate should also get some form of security so that the efforts that we are making to make sure that these um, vaccines get to the people that actually need them are actually effective and efficient. But, but if you look at it, you have to register online. And some of those yeah. people living in remote areas don't have um, access to internet to even register. So what do you say to that kind of issue? Yeah, well, um, I think it is, the, they're making this um, an online registration. It should be initially for those who would um, have access to internet here. Yeah? But it now behooves on the states, the states mm -hmm. and the lo local um, governments to know that, okay, we have a particular set of people who are not uh, privy to this kind of facilities, that's internet facilities. So it is important for them to fashion out a system where people in the villages, in the towns where the internet um, is not something that everyone has, 
to, to make sure that it gets to them. So, um, for example, if you if you have a system in which you used to distribute the polio vaccine, because people didn't have to do that for the polio vaccine, they didn't have mm -hmm. to register, but it still got to them. Um, the normal vaccination for kids, for um, children between lower than the ages of five, it still gets to them even without their, their parents registering for them. So there are systems already in place. So we need to leverage on these systems that do not require people to register. Okay, so I bring in Dr. Casper, over to you now on the issue of distribution, even to remote areas. How can the government leverage on the system or what they have on ground based on, on polio vaccination to be able to reach even the person living in the village, in a village where there is no internet and vaccinate them? Yeah, you see, uh, the Teach uh, app is actually an acronym. And the first letter there is T, which is traditional approach. And the last letter, H, is house, representing house to house. It's been factored in the app and in the protocol for the rollout of the vaccine. My only reservation and worry is strict compliance with the teach template. If MPH, uh, MPHCDA is able to stay with the teach template, which is their own brainchild, we may have little or no problem. However, we have had systems before that um, was the drivers for our vaccination program, particularly the childhood killer diseases, the polo vaccination that you, you mentioned. There is hardly any home without the inscription on their gate or doorpost or wall indicating that polo vaccinators had been to that premises. Unfortunately, that huge effort is not captured on any electronic platform. If we had captured that on any electronic platform as an app, all you need to do at this material time is to latch on it and you will be able to assess every home in Nigeria. Now we, we are back to uh, uh, de novo, doing, all, doing it all over again. My advice is that we make these things electronic. Now that we are using templates, we are using a web page. We should also remember that more than 70% of Nigerians are in rural areas and hard to reach places. And so we should not rely on the electronic online registration a lot more. We should rather put resources, human and material, on driving the process of house-to-house -house registration, house-to-house -house deployment of the vaccine, if we are going to cover 70% or more of our population. Because 70% of population or more are largely illiterate. Again, 70% of our population or more do not have access to the internet, do not have internet-enabled devices, even when they do, do not have the resources to uh, procure data and go online. That is what we must do. Now, I am aware that virtually every state in Nigeria has a cold chain logistics system that has been used in the time past for the routine childhood immunization. 
all state governors should activate these facilities. That is part of what MPHCDA had advocated and governors are ready to do that because there was just a governor's forum meeting uh, about last week uh, to discuss that. And I think they have given their commitment. So it's commendable that that is in place. We now have an exemplary state, the Ogun State have received their first tranche. Of course, you do know that Ogun State is legendary with COVID because the first case of the Italian started in Ogun State. So, and for that, I also consider that the state had prepared themselves meeting the requirements. One of the things that we must take away and not allow to be in, uh, uh, entrenched in the process of the distribution is politics, sentiments, and fraud or, or corruption. We must eliminate that. I am happy again that in the protocol drafted by MPHCDA that they had fact studying roles for FCC, for ICPC, that will mean that people will not hold the vaccine. That will mm -hmm. mean that people will that's not get the gratification to give the vaccine. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Dr. Kashmir Ifai is a, a public health expert and also a molecular epidemiologist. Thank you for your insight into this issue, the vaccination, how Nigeria can effectively distribute the COVID-19 vaccine so that people in rural areas in all parts of Nigeria can get it. But before we go, final thoughts from you, um, Ale Ademe, also a public health Okay, um, I think that um, it, is also, it is very important for people to read about the vaccine, register online, and mm -hmm. when it is their, their turn to take the vaccine, they should take the vaccine. As um, the doctor has said, it is important because we are trying to achieve herd immunity. When this is achieved, we will be able to beat this virus. But as long as people are still um, not, have not taken the vaccine and are still susceptible to it, then it will continue in our society. All right. Thank you so much, uh, gentlemen. I hope you have a fantastic day. I didn't ask you, doctor, if you had already registered for your own vaccine or you've gotten vaccinated already. Maybe you can tell me now. <laughs> but the registration is ongoing on the website of NPHCDA. Is that it, that, um, Mr. Kasmir? Or oh, Ale? That's where you registered, right? Yes. Okay. That is where to go register and get your dates for your own vaccine. All right, that is Youth Assembly today as we looked at how Nigeria can effectively distribute the COVID-19 vaccine. This program was produced by Hafsat Isa. We'll be back on Monday for another interesting edition of Youth Assembly. But I'm here. We can, you can continue to listen to me and us on www.clickniger.net or follow us on Mixeller. We know the app, yes, where we are live on Click Niger. Continue to follow us on our social media platform on Twitter. We are Click Niger One on Instagram. Click Niger. Bye, Mr. Allen. Bye. Thank you for your time. You can drop your comments and suggestion and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Click Niger. We're also on Twitter at Click Niger One.